Welcome back to the Marvel Movie Minutes, a daily podcast in which we disassemble a film from the Marvel Cinematic Universe into one-minute segments, and then examine it in obsessive and occasionally hilarious detail. I'm Kyle Olson from the Swashbuckling Ladies Debate Society podcast. Hey, and I'm Rob Cabosco and Kyle. Yes, sir. You know, we're friends, and, and fortunately, what? we... Oh. <laughs> I didn't see that coming. A little presumptuous, isn't it? It is a little presumptuous on my part. And fortunately... All right, all right. For the sake of the bit, we're we, friends. We, 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 we have never had a tussle. Ooh, or, this is true. Or even an We've argument. We've never or, thrown hands. Or a fight. We've never done that. But I'm going to tell you this. If we did, you know what I would do? What's that? I would get drunk. On the plane to your wedding, I'd ruin your tuxedo fitting with a bad lunch. I'd then uh-huh. destroy your giant cookie and throw a tantrum in your chocolate fountain. Wow, that is an oddly specific <laughs> okay, list of things here's that you would the deal. do. This is we're continuing the fight between friends, and I thought to myself, "What's a funny movie where two friends have it out?" And, and I picked the wonderful 2011 female-driven comedy, Bridesmaids. And, mm-hmm. and, and I, I had nothing else. I didn't know what to do. What do you want to talk about? Horrible <laughs> things that go wrong between friends like Anakin and Obi-Wan or, oh. or Caesar and Koba. You were supposed like, to be the chosen one. I even pulled out the Planet of the Apes there. Like, you know, Koba oh, yeah. and Caesar. I, no, listen. Yeah. It, this is just it's this is just not going to end well. Strong. Yeah. It's, and plus plus we got to talk about our our we're missing our geography of Tony yeah, Stark's exactly. residence. Yeah, exactly. Turns out we were totally wrong yeah, about we, our our sense of the Tony Stark's geography here at minute 59 of Iron Man 2 from 2010 director John Favreau. Uh and we we yeah, like as they did, a, there's a big establishing shot here, in minute fifty nine, where you get to see everything going on, and we were totally wrong about what's going on. But at the same time, the actual minute starts with uh, continuing the shot of Natalie getting away, and it really bothered my inner director sense, like right. my, my because they what they did is they broke the one eighty rule. So the one eighty rule we've talked about previously about when you're having a conversation, you can't let the camera go hundred more than hundred eighty. Actually, I don't know if this applies to the one eighty rule, but the the rule is is sort of if a character exits right, you don't have the the camera then down uh, the opposite way so that they're coming in from the left right. because that screws right. up people's sense of geography and that's exactly what happens here because last time we saw Natalie she ran out to the right but now she's exiting left right and it was sort of like oh what where are we and so like even now as I as I watch the two shots back to back I don't know where she is like where is this blue hallway that she's going down because from the looks of it the house ends right there right I don't see where it goes so we thought this was in the same room where DJ AM was it is not like this was the party room it is not <laughs> no. it is a totally different room so this is the kitchen apparently dining room like they it looks like they, uh, if they're having a party maybe they pulled out the table and chairs to make room for people to congregate and dance and that stuff right. in the days when people actually did that. Um, they so we see there's a fireplace on one side, there's a kitchen on the other, and they crash down in the middle. I yeah, I thought this was the dance floor too. I thought this was where we were blowing up watermelons and champagne bottles, right. but it's not. It's a totally another room. So now in my head, I'm trying to go. Okay, they started out in the one room, crashed through the wall to the sauna to the gym, went up into the ceiling, and that was Tony Stark's bedroom. Went somewhere else and then crashed down. So where is this room in relation to? 
the the original room, like the entryway. So is this the back of the house yes. now? So what I think is, and we're going to see this because because in the next minute we're going to have a, a big exterior shot that's going to try to help us show okay. what's happening. But basically what I think happens is that in this scene, if you get right into like the first five seconds of this minute, we see all the crowd outside, a huge curved glass uh, floor-to-ceiling wall, and mm-hmm. we see a fireplace on the right, we see a big kitchen, and then we see a hallway going down between the kitchen and the fireplace. That hallway, I believe, leads to the main entry area we have been seeing up until this moment of the movie. So I think that blue light and sort of that stuff you're seeing, that's sort of the mm-hmm. remnants of around the staircase where the sculpture is and where he blew oh, out the so glass. Oh, so she's on the other side of the staircase? Correct. So okay. I so I think she went out and and if you know like think of it this way directly on the opposite end of the house is where the main entrance is where the cars were coming in and where Natasha just escaped to. So yeah and and there's obviously a weird room that's between these two areas but it, based on this yeah they moved around a lot in the upstairs of the of the house because to yeah. come down through the ceiling on the opposite end of the house and again, this is more than what human normal <laughs> is, humans would hey, when you're talk doing about. A minute by minute podcast. This is what you kind of have but, to spend but, your time thinking about, right? But we, but we definitely get this, and this is important because this, this sort of quote unquote final battle between Tony and Rhodey, mm-hmm. there will be an establishing shot in the next minute that will show you where this is in relation to the whole house, and then it will make sense. But. Obviously, look at the set design of this is amazing in that mm-hmm. this is this is just this gorgeous, is all manufactured. Right? This is this all is all manufactured uh, on a soundstage. And the one thing that this really does show you is you you see the crowd outside the the house now. You've got a bunch of people holding up their phones, so they're they're capturing all this, which of course is only going to deepen the controversy and the, the <laughs> speculation on Tony Stark and the you know the the focus of him. But I am very worried for all these people's safety. Yeah. Once it, again, we have Marvel crowds who don't know when to yes, leave. Yes, that's <laughs> where I was going. <laughs> I could like, tell. I could. I was. I was with you all the way. People. Just like the people, like, hey, look, there's a Hulk running down the street. Maybe I should stand here and see if he gets any closer. The people in no. Monaco are no different. <laughs> what are right. you all doing? <laughs> Run for your lives! Get what out is of wrong here! With MCU crowds. Jeez. <laughs> anyway, the, apparently the herd mentality in that universe is much stronger than it is. Oh my god! Over here. It's crazy. Because I mean, Pepper, uh, Pepper, and Happy are gone. They yeah, bailed. Exactly. They're smart, and like they're the ones who've been at Ground Zero. They know we need to get the heck out of here. Jeez. Because. Uh, have you because here we are at minute 59 <laughs> yeah. of Iron Man 2 from 2010, directed by Mr. John Favreau. Uh, and as uh, it starts, uh, as the fight is rolling on, uh, a new song has started. We're now listening to Robot Rock, which is the lead single from Daft Punk's third studio album, Human After All. The single was released in April of 2005, and apparently it was a favorite song of uh, Mr. Goldstein. So this is one of the reasons they put it in here in this one. And it makes sense because it's kind of like robotic X things punching each other a lot. Uh, It's not my joke, but uh, at at this point, it really does turn into rock'em, sock'em robots. Because it's just two metallic-looking things just punching each other in the face a lot. Wow, their creativity just completely wore off, huh? Just, you're going to punch me? Well, I'm going to punch you. Oh, you're going to punch me? Well, then I'll punch you back. Are you are you waiting for one of the heads to just pop up? Uh, yeah, and like bang. that's it over. Yeah, no, exactly. Well, but 
it's now just a brutal fist fight. I mean, I yes. think that's I, I, this makes sense. I don't have any issues with that. The sound still bothers me because it does come off as very pling plang plung. Like you know what I mean? Just yeah. but. However, then things do take a turn, though, because as they're having their their punch him up, uh, then Tony finally gets to her hand and slams Rhodey into the the uh, autumn, no. uh, the the island. I was going to say the right? the announcer table. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, really. That's pretty much it. He didn't even pull the monitors out. <laughs> no. He just slams them right through. <laughs> Oh, my God, boy. he's broken him in half. <laughs> uh, and so, like, right at the announcer table, he goes and crashes down, and the music stops. Yeah. And so, like, all of a sudden, the whole movie takes a different tone, and it's great because, like, yes. it's like, oh, yeah, this isn't, like, fun superhero punch him up anymore. This is two guy, a drunk dude beating up on his best friend. Uh, and so then it then you see John Debney's score just quietly comes up a little bit in this eerie way, and Tony turns and sees the whole crowd of people, most of them with their camera phones out, uh, <laughs> camera phones being the thing it's 2010 now they're just phones, uh, recording this whole thing and like turns and sees all this thing on display and roars at them all, and it is a scary and sad and frightening moment. It, Especially I, from our hero. This is Iron Man, ladies and gentlemen, and he's roaring at the, the crowd. No, and I, one of the things I absolutely love, one of my, this is this is really one of my favorite moments in the movie because everything changes, like you said, the tone, all of this. But when he looks at the crowd and he, and he kind of lunges forward and he screams, it cuts to a shot of his reflection in the glass and yeah. seeing the people. And one of the things that's amazing about this is, is that he looks scary because yeah. Iron Man, when you, because the only way you can get that shot is you got to do the reflection so that he's much darker. And all you see then are the lit eyes and the arc reactor gives him a much more ominous look. And yeah. that when you add that overlaid to the look of horror and fear on the entire crowd that was just having fun 10 minutes ago, it changes the entire tone of where he's at. And it's the full hitting rock bottom. Like, yeah. I mean, he's he th this is where it even in his own mind, as he's letting out the rage roar, he knows, well, this is bad. I'm out of control. And I just I love the way that looks that reflection. It calls back to the deleted scene you talked about or not of uh, the original plan. I'm sorry, where he was going to by accident blow up the, the sculpture, the Iron Man right. sculpture. And yeah. that's I, this idea that look at yourself, look what you've become. Are you going to figure this out or not? Mm -hmm. And no, this is, I just think this is really well done and very well composed in terms of the shot of the movie. And, and yeah, reality is crashing in on him. It's going right. to hit him over the head like a kitchen sink. And oh, wait, he gets oh. hit over the head with a kitchen sink. Mm -hmm. uh, so there's a, a, a trope uh, in movies that they that the expression that says uh, that thing had everything in it but the kitchen sink. And so it's become a joke in these movies uh, that you then include the kitchen sink as sort of like now it has everything. And so uh, Rhodey rips the kitchen sink out of the island and, and smashes the Tony over the head with it. Um, I'm sure a fully intended joke. Um, uh, and so then uh, Tony goes crashing over and uh, gets a face full of fire. Yeah, uh, gets he, he goes right into the fireplace. Uh, and there's a great thing of, and instead of just having to go in and come out, he then gets up 
and then crashes through the masonry above it. Right. Oh, that's so cool. Like it's it's such a such a nice little detail of sort of like, oh yeah, he's a giant robotic dude. He has no idea of sense of like the geography of it too. And also just like, eh, just I'm gonna stand right up. Not gonna think about wrecking anymore. I already blew up my sauna. Who cares about having to redo my fireplace as well? Um uh, and then turns, and then the two of them, and this is the gunslinger moment. The two of them then face off, uh, and they they raise their weapons and aim at each other. Uh, and so they, Rhodey says, "Put your hand down," because obviously he's charging up his repulsor. And then so does Rhodey. Uh, and then Tony says, "You think what you got? You think you got what it takes to wear that suit?" Rhodey says, "We don't have to do this, Tony." Like he's still trying to deescalate. And Tony says, "You want to be the war machine? Take your shot." Yeah. Boom! The war machine. This is like like we talked about previously. This is still in the era where people don't call each other by the superhero names, right. but they're still making reference to it. So, like you know, it's like this is a very clunky way of of doing it because we haven't really had any precedent of where war machine comes from. Uh, but here it is, and so we get to see him and actually do it. And I think then the next time we see. Rody, I don't think they call him War Machine anymore. So, yeah, it's, unfortunately, some things don't age entirely well. So maybe having a hero called War Machine probably doesn't play as well as it did in 1965 or whatever it is that uh, uh, Rody first showed up. Can't pull off the top of my head. Um, uh, but then uh, they're they're still phasing off. So Rody says, "Put it down." And Tony's saying, "You're gonna take a shot." And so like each of them is waiting for the other one to to. To back down and neither there. And so Rhodey says, put it down. Tony says, no. Rhodey says, drop it, Tony. It's like, I, I kind of wanted to do a uh, drop it like it's hot reference in here, but, uh, <laughs> but I didn't want to get to, you know, anger Snoop and his uh, many Liberty lawyers. Well, I, I love the, the way he's saying it. Drop it like he's holding a gun. Yeah. And which again, because he's wearing the suit for the first time. Yeah. Right. Um, no. And then, and then the tension is building. The, the yeah. repulsors are both like charging up. Yep. They're charging up. And that's where the minute oh ends. Oh my god! It's totally <laughs> ridiculous. I mean, it's perfect cut. Like I love that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's, it's they just have the algorithm every once in a while. It just goes like, oh no, we're not going to show you what happens. But but now a couple of things, just again, background details and stuff that I love. Yeah, the crowd has finally left. So the crowd's gone, and I would I would assume that they orderly were able to uh, escape the property and all their vehicles. Probably mm-hmm. <laughs> not. Uh, the valet oh, dudes are gone, gonna, man. That's just what I was gonna say. That's just what I was gonna say. Those poor valets are like, oh. they're gone, man. This is not worth seven fifty an hour. No, those guys are way gone. Like <laughs> those people are screwed. I don't know what's gonna happen. No, I'll tell you though, they're racing oh, Audis out on the street. I, like, they just took the two best cars and they bailed. <laughs> that's right. Uh, Okay, love the little nuanced details in the background. So, like, throughout this entire minute, as the different shots, low shots of, like, Tony and and a bunch of other things are going on, you can see little sparks that are coming out through the hole that's in the ceiling that they came down through. Um, right, the there's, there's obviously when he when he when uh, when Tony puts Rhodey through the the kitchen counter, he uh, you can see sparks and you can see the water lines and now they're spraying water, and even when he pulls the kitchen sink, I mean it's just gorgeous. Like these details, incredibly well done and fully rendered, and bravo to everybody, the visual effects people. I mean all those details are there, but but I think my favorite part of the scene. Mm. Is as they're coming into the well, and like you mentioned, the fireplace. Fireplace is phenomenal. Yeah. That whole segment. Yeah. 
But yeah, I fire love... is hard to animate, and oh. so they did a nice job of that because I didn't even think about it. Nope, it looks it's totally like, real. Oh, yeah, of course, that's fire. Yep. Um, I love the difference in interface targeting interface between oh, the Mark yeah. II suit and the suit that Tony's wearing, because yeah. as it goes into the in the helmet cam, and you see um, Rhodey. It's a completely different targeting system and, and power-up system than what Tony has in his. And I love comparing the two of them. And I also love, okay, the way this is animated, it is trying to give you the impression that the system, the repulsor system, for example, is controlled not just by your movements, but maybe by like the motions of your eyes. Or there mm, might be some yeah. sort of sensor system that's determining what you're thinking and what you're doing. Because as they're getting ready, you can see not only is the is there are there graphs that are showing you charging up of the repulsors in both suits. There's an intensity that focuses on focuses in on the eye, showing hey, you, you're you're if you if you scrunch your eyelid just another millimeter, we're firing. Like, I just think yeah. that's interesting, the whole concept and the way that works. Just, I love, though, the attention to detail that it's a more advanced system that's in Tony's suit than what's in Rhodey's. Yeah. I love you can, it. And, and you, if you go back, you can see Rhodey's heads-up display is the same one that he was using in the original Iron Man. Yes. Like, it's the same, the white with yes. just the basic the information. I mean, like, really, really low res, all stuff, versus Tony's... 3D, multicolored, multi-level, you know, depth of field kind of thing. I mean, it's 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 a nice callback because they had to like go back and look at what they used in the original UI uh, and then put it back in there to to have the the differences between the two of them of like the two generations of armor. Uh, see how much has changed. Right. Awesome. Let's see. Well, yeah, that's right. I was, I'm trying to I'm doing the math right because this season the Mark Four right now. Right. Yeah. Okay, Tony's in the four. The this the uh, suitcase suit is five. Five suitcase is five. Yeah, correct. Yeah, and spoiler alert: we're gonna see six yeah. before the movie's over. <laughs> Technically, it's it's in the house right now. Um, yeah. Uh, but in the meantime, it, it, as, as we're talking about uh, upgrading systems, uh, how about an upgrade to your wardrobe? Yeah, because we have our own merchandise. That's right. Nextreel.com slash merch. You can get shirts. You can get mugs. You can get you can upgrade your refrigerator with a really cool magnet. Uh, you can upgrade your face with a really cool mask. I mean, what more, how much more Tony Stark could you want to be? Uh, and we can help you with that. Uh, so we have uh, all kinds of stuff with, our, with all of our different shows. We have all the different logos, and you can put them on pretty much whatever you want. And if we don't have it, let us know, and we'll sell it to you because we're <laughs> shameless like a Stark. Oh, wow. <laughs> so uh, so the, the fight is coming to a, a explosive conclusion uh, and, and here, and so you do not want to miss it. Uh, and also the fact we're going to talk about Minute 60, the missing character, the person who's supposed to be here but isn't. Ooh. Who's that? You'll have to tune in to see in minute 60. Nuff said. Bye. Bye.